morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 99. And today we are talking about ending your regular season strong. We are all at that point. We're all getting closer to tournament time. Within the next week or two, a lot of us will be heading into tournament time. So what are some things that we can do as coaches to prime our team to the best of our ability to get them ready for tournament time? Well, number one thing that I think you need to bring to the table is a lot of positivity. Come into practice every day with a a positive mindset, a positive energy thing. This is the time of the year where your team needs to be as confident as it possibly can be. And one of the things that we have emphasized over the years, and again, it depends on the team and it depends on the group, but one of the things we've emphasized is really be positive with shooting. Hey, Jimmy, I love the way you're shooting the ball. I love the way the ball's coming off your hand here. Keep letting it fly, buddy. You know, Mary, hey, great look right there. Keep knocking those down. Great job. And you're really celebrating that success. We know uh, as coaches that shooting in a lot of ways is not as much physical as it is mental. So you want to put all of your kids and all of your shooters in a positive, positive mindset as you're going through the end of the regular season and getting yourself ready for tournament time. Of course, one of the things that most of us do, not all of us, but most of us do, is we start shortening practice dramatically. What you want to have are quick, short, intense practices. For me, I would rather go really, really hard for 75 minutes and give the kids an extra day off or 90 minutes than go for 90 minutes or an hour and 40 minutes, whatever it may be, and just kind of not really get after it. Short, sweet, to the point, intense practices, locked in, a lot of communication. While you're going through those practices, don't forget about your skill work. Don't forget about making your individual players better. A lot of times we start thinking that we've got to worry about the game plan and the scouting report and our five-on-five execution. I'm going to get to that here in just a second. But also, don't forget about your individual players' improvement. We had a practice this morning. We actually practiced before school today. And based on our circumstances, we were a little bit more five-on-five heavy this morning based on our particular circumstances. But tomorrow, we're probably going to go 75, 80 minutes. And a minimum of 40 minutes or so is going to be on skill development and making our players better. And while we're working on that skill development, we're building confidence within our players. So don't forget about that skill work. Remember, when it comes down to it, especially the further you get down the tournament trail, individual players need to make individual plays because the other coaching staffs are going to have your stuff scouted out. If they're any quality of a coaching staff, they're going to have your pet plays. They're going to have your baseline out-of-bounds plays. They're going to probably pick up on your trends that you have coming out of timeouts, whether that's on offense or defense. So make sure that you're emphasizing your individual skill development, even in the last few weeks of the season here, because your individual players are going to have to make individual plays. Now, again, with that being said, you need to tighten your execution. 
especially five on five. So you are working on five on zero. You're really emphasizing, in my opinion, that when you go five on zero, it is absolutely perfect, that there are no missteps, that every screen is set perfectly, that every cutter coming off that screen is coming off of it the way that you want them to come off of it. It is lock, stock, and barrel, locked in. This is where we're at, and we are we are really locked in on our execution. And then you allow your individual players to make plays off of that individual execution. Another big thing that you have the opportunity to lock in on during this time of year is special situations. Probably at this time of the year, we spend more time than we have throughout the year on special situations. And that doesn't mean you need to go through a 20-minute diatribe on special situations and you take that long to do it. A lot of times, it's just one or two things a day. Uh, what we did a couple of days ago, we wanted to work on coming out of a huddle and drawing up press breaks. And so we set up a scenario where we were up two with 10 seconds left and our opponent had just scored and they're going to be pressing us. And so we pretended like it was a 60-second timeout. We drew up the press break. We went out. We executed it. The whole exercise took about a minute and a half on each one. And we got through two special situations in the span of about three minutes by doing that. So you need to be organized and thinking ahead. And it doesn't need to be this long-winded explanation on this, that, or the other thing. Just really, really quick, efficient looks at it. What are some of the things that you're going to want to work on? Well, you're into quarter uh, execution. Hey, 35 seconds left. Let's say you're in a non-shot clock state. 35 seconds left. Hey, we want one shot. We're gonna start. We're gonna start our motion at 12. We want to get our shot up at four or five. And here's what we're gonna run. Uh, your press breaks, as I just mentioned. Uh, your 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 major press breaks and your alternative press breaks. Your one or two alternative press breaks, so that when you draw up that press break that is not one of your mainstream press breaks, you can at least point back to, hey, remember when we did this in practice and we went over this a couple of times in practice, we want to give them a different look. Your delay game, especially if you're in a non-shot clock state, delay game needs to be implemented and worked on. You know, we're up six. There's a minute 45 left. It's our ball on the side. We're just coming off of a timeout. What is your strategy? Where do you want the ball to be at? Along with your delay game, of course, you need to work on your comeback game. You're down six, a minute 45 left, and you've got the ball. What are you going to run? What are you going to do? What's going to be your philosophy? Quick two, are you looking for the three? What's our options? Go through all of those different scenarios. Baseline out-of-bounds plays, sideline out-of-bounds plays, and again, executing those scenarios before they even happen. Uh, One of my favorite uh, sayings is, you need to practice pressure situations before you're in a pressure situation. So this is something that you do for five, six, seven minutes a day, and you go through one or two scenarios every single practice down the stretch here so that your team is prepared and ready to go if you are and win. If you're going to go through the tournament trail, you're going to be in those scenarios one way or the other, and you have to prepare yourself for that. It's also really, really important at this time of the year to really focus on your chemistry and camaraderie. Uh, You need to reiterate and clearly define your identity with your team. Hey, 
guys or gals, this is our identity. If we're going to be successful, if we're going to make a run here at the end of the season, here are the things that we need to really hang our hat on. It's rebounding, it's three-point shooting, and it's our pressure defense, or whatever your keys may be. And really reiterate and emphasize and explain to them why you are so confident in your team's two or three strengths. It is also important to continue to to think about continuing to build your team's uh, chemistry and your team building. Don't just let that go off to the side. This is the time of year where kids are frustrated with their playing time. And you're probably like, you know, most teams have really found their rotation of seven or eight kids that are getting the bulk of the minutes. Don't forget about players eight through 14 on your roster, and you need to make them feel valued. You need to do team building activities to show their value. Uh, Keep talking with your team leaders. If you have a leadership program within your program, uh, a leadership policy, we have our unity council. And tomorrow after practice, we're going to take a few minutes to talk to our unity council members and check where we're at as a team. Uh, Dip our toe in the water and see how everybody is feeling. The last thing that I would recommend as you're starting to get ready for the end of the regular season is it is a good time to start scouting your postseason opponents right now. And if there are any subtle adjustments that you need to make to your philosophy or to prepare yourself for, start doing that right now. Work on it five to seven minutes at a time. A couple of stories from my coaching career uh, that I've seen other coaches do. Uh, My friend Jamie Sale up at Morningside College, uh, he started working on a shell drill type of concept that he thought he was going to see in their conference tournament, and he felt like in their national tournament, about three weeks left to go in the regular season. And so when they got to uh, playing that particular opponent that particular season, their kids were ready. Uh, here in Nebraska a couple years ago, uh, my friend Ryan Pasota at Lincoln Pius, uh, they are a man-to-man team. But starting around this time, he felt like that there was an inevitable matchup with another school here. And so for about seven-ish minutes a day, seven to ten minutes a day, they would work on a zone. And they never they never used it in a game, but they waited and they waited and they worked on it. Not a lot. Every day, it wasn't this whole overtly thing. It was just, here's this thing that we're going to have in our hip pocket. And they came out, and they used that zone, and it led to a dominating victory in a state semifinal game because he was thinking a month ahead, and he did a terrific job in that scenario. So just some things on trying to get your team ready to peak at the end of the regular season. I've been in situations where we've had really, really good runs at the end of the year. Uh, there's other situations where we haven't had those runs that we've wanted, uh, but we've always tried to to do what we can to put our kids in the best situation possible. So I hope some of these ideas uh, can help you out and help get your team focused and ready for the scenarios that they're going to face over the next few weeks. Foundation Friday number 99. I hope this was a help to our listeners here. So, Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.